0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8:30 to 9 30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myElementWealth.com.
0: It's a great time to live in Mississippi, and we're talking
1: about it. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show from the Citizens Bank Studio. We're so happy that you joined us today. And as we continue to celebrate the men and women who are making coastal Mississippi such an amazing place. To live, work, and play in Mississippi, for that matter, because as you know, the show on Thursdays has branched out into other markets across Mississippi, and we're excited about that. We'll continue to add markets and and days as we go forward, and uh, it's a great opportunity to be able to share what's happening in coastal Mississippi with the rest of the state, and to the rest of the state, share what's happening there with folks in coastal Mississippi. So it's been a lot of fun doing this show. Hey, I don't have any big uh, statements to read today. We've got a really interesting show today because my friend. Mac McDonald, who's executive director of the Coast Coliseum, is going to be joining me for the first segment, and then Billy Rubel, our friend, the the infamous, our famous, whatever you want to say, Billy Rubel, uh, is going to be joining us, and we're going to be talking about the collaboration between Matt and Billy and a large number of sponsors and interested parties to to uh, you know to talk about the latest with the Second Street Social Club. So that'll be a fun show today. Anyway, without any further ado, let's move over to Matt and say good morning. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Ricky Matthews, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Hey, listen, I enjoy following you on social media because not only do I get the latest about what's happening at the Coliseum, I get to learn about your incredible passion for Alabama. You're an Alabama uh, graduate and fan and big-time alumni, and you always talk about the mothership. And uh, there have been changes at the mothership that you have to sort of swallow and deal with. And then I love the fact that you're a grandfather now and, and what you've been able to enjoy about that. That's that's a life-changing event, though, to have grandkids. It, it
0: absolutely is. And, and I'm looking forward to grandkids will be over for Mardi Gras weekend. Um, my son and his wife are coming over uh, to see Journey on Friday night. And we will be... Uh, hosting those twin grandboys, and they'll get to see Mardi Gras on 2nd Street on Sunday.
1: Isn't that fun, man? That, that's it so was, cool. I often refer to um, uh, to becoming a grandfather as literally a life-changing event because, you know, the reality is, as we get older, we, we, we're more aware that every day is a cherished day. You know, we don't know how long we're going to be here. But you know we 're going to soak, soak up everything we can soak up in the time that we 're here, and grandkids are the ultimate reminder of what in life really matters aren 't they well
0: when they get when these two get older uh, they 're going to play uh, lots of tricks on uh, aging grandfather because i 'm telling you identical twin boys. I'm having difficulty now and and I still think that my my mind's pretty sharp but telling them apart is is just <laughs> gets harder and harder every day. So I would imagine when they figure out the hustle it's going to be very profitable for them.
1: Hey, listen, my, my I have really good friends in the Mississippi Delta, the Dunn family, and Travis Dunn, my dear friend up there, and his wife Paige uh, have identical twin boys, uh, Alan and James, and they're both redheaded and amazing and uh, so much fun to be around. But one of them has actually a scar, just a small scar, and literally even his father today, that's the way he tells them apart. Uh, well, I am
0: not, one- not I'm not wishing to inflict any pain on my grandkids. <laughs> maybe we can maybe we we can just like uh uh one wears blue and one wears red and that way it, I know I can tell them apart. We got to have to you know remember. what
1: man that's just going to set you up in the future that's all that going to do is <laughs> believe me I'm already dealing with it. They're going to change shirts and, and and life will be will be like that. Uh, it'd
0: listen, it'd i think to be their teacher since uh, as they go through yeah. elementary school it's going to be rough on them too.
1: You guys continue to hit it out of the park. You've made some recent announcements. You have so, you know, sporting events, rodeos, you got hockey, you got my, my, you got concerts. Some of the best concerts in in the entire country are coming through here now. You, when, do you sit back with your team and say, guys, look where we are. Look where we were 10 years ago and look where we are today. This... We're, we're hitting it out of the park. Do you feel that way?
0: Yeah, I feel that way pretty much every day, and, and it really boils down to having a really good team that, that understood what it took to get this building back in um, a competitive situation, and that was the problem. When, when Smoothie King opened in New Orleans, it took a lot of opportunities away from us, and when that really started to, to, to gel for New Orleans, we started to suffer. So we had to figure out how do we get back in the game? How do we get competitive? And it took some improvements to the facility that we've gone over on many occasions on this show. And and we will continue to make improvements as, as the building gets older. But the main thing is we're selling tickets. The market's hot. The promoters are making money. The artists are making money. They're making bonus money. Uh, they're doing phenomenal business in March. We just did a band uh, called Tool, at the end of January, sold completely out, another million-dollar-plus gross. Um, Their merchandise was the biggest in the history of the building at over $300,000 in sales in five hours. Now, contemplate that for just one second. Could you imagine any store in Edgewater Mall doing $300,000 in sales in five hours? Maybe during Christmas? I'm not sure.
1: Well well Matt you know the merchandise business well you've been around it all your life and you know it you know it well so the reality is when i think about that kind of selling within the, that that many hours in one day what is it that's unique about what Tool was doing that created that? Is, is it what's the creativity on the merchandise itself, the way they presented the merchandise? What was it?
0: I think it's a combination of of, of that, the, the, the uniqueness of their merchandise, but also the fact that they don't tour that often And their fans are are very devoted and loyal, and uh, they're a poster band, just like uh, Dave Matthews and Fish and uh, Widespread Panic. Those bands make a lot of money selling posters, and so does Tool. And Tool posters now are collectibles. You can go on eBay and and, and some of these uh, third-party sites and see these posters selling for four and five times the amount they sold for a week ago when, when folks came and bought them here at the show. And that happens all over the country. But, you know, it's not just Tool. We've got uh, this Friday night, we've got Journey in a sold-out show to kick off Mardi Gras weekend. Journey has not played this market since 1987, last time they were here. They've always skipped us and played New Orleans. Um, and, and to get them back was a big, big thing for me personally. It was one of the first shows I did when I went to work at this building in 1986 um, because they came in early in 87 and it it was a phenomenal show then it'll be a phenomenal show now. Uh, We roll right out of that we go back to hockey. From hockey we go into a sold out show uh, with a band called Disturbed. Kyle I know you're familiar with it Uh, CPR has been pounding this show and it's done a phenomenal job Uh, we are one of the top grossing shows on the tour, uh, uh, you you know, 30, 40 dates that they're playing, we'll finish in the top six or seven markets on the whole tour. So when when, uh, talent agents and band managers and promoters see those numbers, then all of a sudden Biloxi starts getting Back on more people's radar, and we get more calls to do more tours.
1: You know what's interesting, and you and I have chatted a little bit about this before, but it's it is another you know the, this this experience that you just described around CPR. It's worthy of, of noting again that you know in a in a fragmented world as the digital media takes off and choices take off and people have all these um, these these chances to take their time on their mobile phone and whatever. The fact that radio continues to perform well. I, th- I say that really across the state, but certainly, certainly that's true here in coastal Mississippi. Is uh, is a testament to you know Kenny Vest and those te- that that team at at, at uh, CPR and their ability to to attract generations through their very unique way they go about every Tuesday selecting music and finding out who the future stars are going to be. These guys are good at that man, and they well, have built a radio station built for time that stood the test of time.
0: It's not only that, but you know radio listeners are loyal people for the most part. I mean, they get stuck on a station, they're going to stay with it. And as they outgrow it, their kids start doing it. And that's where you're talking about the generational change. Um, But I got to tell you, though, in terms of radio station partners, radio station um, strength uh, when it comes to promoting shows in a particular market, I put Kenny Vest and CPR up against anybody in the country. That's how talented they are. That's the success that we enjoy when we get to, 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 when we're able to do shows with them. Um, Tool was a show that they were involved in, completely sold out, uh, way in advance. Uh, d- disturbed has has overperformed in my expectations. I thought the show was good for six or seven thousand people, and now it's going to do nine thousand people. I got to give the station a lot of credit for that. Um, we are, we just announced today a show in November with Creed uh, and special guest Street Doors Down. That show most likely will sell out, and a lot of that will have to do with the effort and the energy uh, that's uh, uh, put forth by Kenny and, and the in the team. At CPR,
1: yeah, the uh, we've told the story. We've had Brad on to tell the story, but CPR's role in actually discovering Three Doors Down exactly. is is a story in and of itself. And the role that the Coast Coliseum played with CPR Fest and Three Doors Down, really, what a, what a great story! Hey, when we come back on the other side, I actually want to know how do you have a hockey ring, ice, and then have big trucks and rodeos and concerts. It's a great story, actually. Uh, We'll see you more with uh, Mac McDonald when we come back on the other side.
0: And love for Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Well, listen, we talk all the time here on the Ricky Matthews show from the Citizens Bank studio about the economic engines that that, that exists all across the coast of Mississippi. I talk about them all the time, the bookends and Ingalls and Chevron and Stennis Space Center and hospitality and the casinos and what Jerry St. Pay has sort of driven into my head and now I'm driving it into your head that we can't take them for granted. We can't take these blue-chip industries at Stennis and And all the uh, the components of tourism, we can't take them for granted because if we do, we can't assume that they're always going to be here. I say the same thing about the Coast Coliseum. The Coast Coliseum and Convention Center is sitting there with this team working hard. They're breaking records it's so easy to take them for granted. It's so easy for all of us just to assume they're always going to be there and they're always going to do great. That's not the way it's been. They've had to go through trial and tribulation. They've had to do blood, sweat, and tears. They've had to invest millions of dollars. They've had to have great leadership. They've got a great team there. They didn't get where they are now by circumstance or by happenstance. They got there because they planned to be here, and they drive every single day to do better than they did yesterday. You know, look, Matt, this is a speech you could give. I'm with Matt McDonald, the executive director of Mississippi Coast Coliseum and Convention Center. But, it, you know, when you're having success, it's easy to take it for granted. It's easy to say, you know, they just, they're just they going to get these concerts or they're going to get these rodeos and hockey's just going to be here. That's not the way it works, is it, my friend?
0: No, sir. It's all about relationships. It's how you treat your 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 clients, your customers. Um, and you know what? It, it You would think, oh, after all these years, it gets easier, but it really doesn't. It gets harder because there's more demands placed on the building to do things um, to enhance guest experiences. There's more uh, demands put on uh, the venue by the artist in terms of things that they need now. Technology has changed rapidly and continues to change rapidly, and those are things that we have to keep up with in order to stay competitive. And the key word is competitive because, because there's markets out there that are building amphitheaters. There's markets out there that, that are building new arenas or, or spending millions to upgrade their arenas right. because it is economic impact. And it does drive a, a, a lot of business and creates a lot of jobs, not just here, but throughout the, the, the tourism industry. And we're going to keep doing what we're doing, but no, we don't take that for granted, and we have to always be cognizant of the fact that that if we don't have our our, our shows and our promoters, uh, then we don't have a, a, any content, and without content, we don't have
1: customers. Hey, listen, uh, you, this may this may be a blast from the past for you, but I uh, knew Brian, well, you know Brian Becker, who from Pace Concerts, you hey. remember them well from Brian, uh, over Brian, Houston. Brian,
0: Brian was in the industry for a long time.
1: Yeah, he. Uh, I actually considered going to work for them way early, like in the '80s, you know. And went over and visited with them. Have a, we have a mutual friend, and uh, of course, they, their family ended up getting involved in the Sanger in New Orleans in a big way, as you as you know. Really? But anyway, you know, the you think about the way it was back then, how many promoters there were, and and you know, it was a, it was pr- pretty fragmented. Today, there's been a lot of concentration, a lot of centralization into only a few. So if if you well, don't have I mean, great relationships you, with those few, about, you do
0: You almost went to work for 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 Live Nation. Um, I kind of feel like we do work for them uh, a lot of the times because of. Like I say, the demands that are put on to to produce the shows that they're they're routing through here, but in order to be competitive, you have to do that because the other markets have to do it and they're doing it, and they don't have to play Biloxi; they can bypass Biloxi and go somewhere else. So, no, we, we're going to keep we're going to keep that going. But in terms of the promoters, Ricky, there's not as many as there used to be in your right. You're at- Correct about that. So therefore, the relationships and the execution becomes even more important. But there's still enough independent promoters out there that we continue to uh, uh, recruit and try to hold. One second, me put this
1: on. Yeah, call. yeah, that's okay. No problem at all. That's uh, that means that that. Um business goes on <laughs> yeah but, but 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 we keep trying to cultivate those guys because of the fact that that when you can catch
0: a couple of shows from an independent promoter every year and then you add another a uh, couple of shows from another national promoter that hadn't been in the market journey's an example of that tool is an example of, of that those promoters hadn't been in this building in years now they're starting to come back so that with the with the content live nation provides with independent promoters before you know it you've got 18, 20, 25 shows in a year in a market this size, that's a big number.
1: Yeah. Hey, listen, I've been meaning to ask you, we'll come back to the tease that I did at the end of the last segment about the layers that are required to, when you have hockey and a rodeo simultaneously, but I'm curious about something. Um, at the corner of Beauvoir and Highway 90, right there on that corner, that seems to be a project that is perpetual. What's going on there?
0: <laughs> um, that's the, the world's Um, longest repair job on a lift station in South Mississippi. Um, I met with the contractors last week and they are getting close to wrapping it up but it all goes back to all that infrastructure that's being run in West Biloxi uh, along Highway 90 and you know you've got to you got to handle solid waste in a, in, a, in a very special way, and that's part of it, and that lift station is, is the conduit for it. So uh, that had to be uh, rebuilt completely. It, it never was since Katrina, and finally it's going to be done, and hopefully the city of Lexi will finish that project up in another year. Um, but that's a massive project that they've done, and so far there's been some growing pains with it, but we've worked through it, and they have worked to try to make sure we can work through it.
1: Yeah, it, it, literally, I don't think I've ever seen a corner involve construction as long as that corner has involved, been involved now, in it.
0: We're now on 16 months. I joked with the guy. I told him we could have built a new Coliseum in, in the time it's taken to build that little <laughs> station. But um, Now, you talk about the ice. That ice goes down once a year. We put it down in October, and it lasts until hockey season is over. And we can't delay or or have to postpone scheduling events because there's ice on the floor so we have to play over the ice whether it's rodeo monster trucks basketball concerts you name it we're going to do it mardi gras even is over ice and it took a, a while for us to learn how to do it efficiently and to where the, the, the customer is not inconvenienced too much by, by having it that way. But the building it, it needs the revenue from all of those events, including hockey, because uh, as we talk about many times, we get no funding from anybody. We have to go out and earn the money that we spend to make payroll and pay insurance and the power bill and everything else. So having an arena that's flexible enough that can go from one event to the other is the key to our success, and it's the key to many public facilities throughout the country, but it does take a great team to pull it off. It takes equipment, it takes a lot of planning, uh, and ultimately it takes a lot of manpower to make that work.
1: It sounds intense. It sounds intense. Um, You know, the rodeo, that happened recently. I saw them set up over on the, uh, let's see, the northern side of Broadwater with, I guess those were horse stalls that they temporarily put there. That was a massive deal right there.
0: Yeah, and um, we were we were uh, very thankful that um, uh, Beauvoir, the, the Jefferson Davis Shrine, allowed us to go in there and utilize that property and rent it from them. Sure. Uh, for years, um, we were able to use it within an agreement we had with uh, Cotton Four and Roy Anderson, but they no longer control that section of the broadwater, the old broadwater sun course. Uh, Bouvoir does, and they were kind enough to allow us to, to continue to utilize that. It makes it easier for the, for the Cowboys. Uh, Pete Vakary and, and, and those guys use it to store trailers. Uh, Ronnie Toler with Scraping does the same thing. So it's good to have good relationships with your neighbors when you need to have uh, a little bit of additional footprint to do the staging of some of the events that we have to, to stage for.
1: Yeah, as you and I have discussed before, Pete bought my old house. We live next door to him now. Um, he's made a tremendous investment in customers. He loves it here. He built the oh, VIP. No,
0: the RV park he's building on the corner of Cal and Lorain and 90. Isn't that something? World-class. The world-class. The I'd hate to know the dollar value of the RVs he's got in there when he's full, I'd have to guess it'd be $10, $15 million, probably higher than that, maybe maybe $50 million worth of RVs he can put in that park.
1: Yeah, you know, he was telling me about the the amount of concrete that they put down there and, and what it cost. Uh, man, we're talking about, they, he left no stone unturned, man. It is incredible, the money and investment they're putting in Costa well, Mississippi. And, and,
0: and you know what, those are the things that help us in terms of um, growing types of events that we're doing. Uh, Pete now comes and does two car shows a year with us, one in April uh, around our uh, Crawfish Festival, and then in October in conjunction with Cruising the Coast. And, and you know, that didn't happen, like you say, by accident. That happened because of the relationship, understanding there was an opportunity because of the events that we do and the fact that the market can can sustain two collector car auctions in one year. Now, if I had three or four other promoters trying to get in here, we'd have to look at that because you get too much and everybody loses. So we try to be good traffic uh, cops when it comes to scheduling our events, and you know what? Uh, that's just another one of the ingredients to our success.
1: Well, listen, congratulations on uh, all your success, and good luck with the Creed and uh, the Three Doors Down concert coming up, and so many other important important events. We'll see you after this break.